Welcome to The Responsible Podcast. Your host, Stanley J. Targos III, is the founder of The Responsible Brand and The Responsible Network. Enjoy today's episode. Hello, everybody. My name is Stanley J. Targos III, and I am the host of The Responsible Podcast. Today, we have a great show, and it's timely. It's all about college debt. And this has been a hot topic for a long time. This has been a a financial, a ball that gets punted around and promises made, promises kept, promises unmade, promises unkept. It doesn't really matter who's in office or what party's controlling things. The real issue is, why do we have college debt and who's responsible to pay it back? Well, I happen to believe that college and the debt that's created should not be a burden. I also believe that it is a burden because people go into it unknowingly and unnecessarily accumulating more debt than they should. I talked to many families over the course of a year, and I have been doing this for almost 20 years, and very few families have a desire to be irresponsible with the debt that's created. Very few families want to take all the money that they get and never pay it back. Very few families want to borrow with the expectation that they're not going to pay it back. But very few families understand how to manage this college debt part of life with grace, with security, and with dignity. So when we think of college debt, we think of, why do I want to go to college? So that I can be defined by the debt that I carry? No, God wants us to be defined by the skills that we bring to to society around us, to the opportunity that we have to add value using our skills and talents for those around us not by the debt that we have to carry. We don't want to go to college, get a bunch of debt, and then have to take the first job that we receive so that we can't even use the skills that we went to college for because we need to start making a student loan payment. That's not the the plan. That's not the desire. That's not why we do it. We go to college because we can't learn what college teaches us outside of college. Now, is college the only answer? Nope, I'm not a big believer in that either. I believe there's a lot of trades. There's a lot of self-learning that can happen. I think people should take a little bit of time between high school and college and do something. So when they do go back to college, they're actually prepared to learn something that they're interested in learning, that they want to participate in, that's going to give them a passion to pursue, that's going to provide fulfillment out of life. But I know for most people, the next step after high school is college. It has to happen. I also know most people that I come across know the minute their child is born, they've got 18 years till they need to start paying for college, which means they've got 18 years to save, to set money aside, to plan, to budget. And if you've listened or read any of the books that we've written, The Affordable College Plan is a great book which teaches and shows you strategies and techniques that you can apply today to reduce the cost of college. One thing we recognize is people's intention the minute their child is born most of the time is to do something to help offset the cost of college. Maybe not pay for 100% of it because that's really unreasonable. I mean, the minute your child is born, it's not like you've got an extra $300 a month or $400 a month that you automatically receive. Very few people have a wealthy benefactor, aunt, uncle, grandparent, parent who says, hey, you've got a child. I want to give you $400 a month to help pay for their college. And that's really what it takes is about $400 a month to set aside to save for their college. So by the time they get to college, you can pay for it without having a six-figure debt. But you and I both know 
and I've had three children or my wife's had three children and, and I was there with her. The minute those kids were born, our income did not increase. In fact, our expenses increased faster than our incomes. We had to buy a car seats and clothes and formula and all the diapers that go with it. And I was so excited when we no longer needed diapers because I felt like I regained about $80 a month in expenses only to realize that now I needed to buy clothes consistently. And kids that are just learning to walk, God bless them. They don't mind putting holes in their pants while they're crawling along the ground and, and running and falling and tripping and eating things and making a mess and all that cute stuff that we love about kids cost a little bit of extra money. And I never regained that 80 bucks back from the diapers. And as my kids got older, it's not like my expenses got less. The older my kids get, the more I need to spend. There's all these things that are happening on the sidelines that I didn't think I would need to do at 7, 10, or 7, 11, and 12 years old, like get a cell phone. Now I got to pay for subscriptions. Now I've got to do this Minecraft thing and this Pokemon thing and these card things and the dollar things and they eat more. My goodness, the older kids get, the more they eat. So there's no, it's not a mystery why when kids get college age, parents feel overwhelmed and underprepared. But when your kids are getting ready to go to college, it's not like you're just going to accept whatever offer the college gives you and you're not going to get into whatever college accepts you. There should be a strategy and a plan behind that. And we're going to talk about that in a different segment. But for today's purposes, just know how much debt you have for college is not solved after graduation. It's planned for before you make the acceptance, yes, and put the deposit down for that first semester. So college debt is really solved on the front end. Choosing the right school, trying to graduate in four to four and a half years, not six years, not changing majors six times, interviewing some people in the field you want to study to make sure that you're studying something that you're going to be passionate about, making sure that there's a job market for you after you graduate, choosing a career that's not a hobby. And if we do those things, we have a higher chance of graduating with less college debt. If we don't do those things, we have a higher chance of changing our majors, choosing the wrong school, changing colleges. All of those things add five to $15,000 each change you make, you make to your total college debt cost. Multiply that out for how many kids you have until, and let me know how many of those changes you want to make along the way. And I want to get into one aspect right now. If you think that your children are going to go to college and absorb the debt because that's how you did it in the late 90s or early 2000s, you're probably in for a, a little bit of a surprise. The truth is it's not a, a student loan problem that we have in this country. It's a parent loan problem we have in this country or a family loan problem we have in this country. The maximum amount that a student can get in their name under current FAFSA rules is $27,000 over four years or $31,000 over four and a half years. If there's been a foreclosure or a bankruptcy on the parent's behalf, you could get upwards of 38 to 51 or $52,000. Maybe you get a co-signed 
private loan if someone's willing to give your student more, but most of that happens after undergrad. Those six-figure debts are mostly not for undergrad. That's mostly graduate-level programs where the students already achieved an undergraduate degree and can sign up for more debt on their own. We're focusing on the undergraduate college debt problem, which means if the college that your student goes to is $30,000 a year, which is reasonable, even for an in-state public university, it's $30,000 a year, $120,000 over four years, and your student can get $27,000 in their name, that means mom and dad have a $97,000 college financial burden that's either going to be handled with cash and savings or debt. Multiply that out by how many kids you have. Three kids means you have $279,000 in parent college problem and $81,000 in total student problem, which means it's not a student loan problem we have in this country. It is a parent problem we have in this country. More importantly, it's a family problem because I'm seeing more and more parents come to the table and say, I budgeted $30,000 for your college over four years. It's going to cost $110,000 or $100,000 or whatever the number is. You can get $27,000. I'm willing to do $30,000. That's a gap. I'll get it, but, but you're going to pay for it. And we're going to have a soft contract that says, when we're done, you're paying for that extra money that I don't want to pay for your college. Or you're going to get scholarships, or you're going to work, or you're going to have a way to offset the costs. The great news is, at the Responsible brand, we've got three or four different ways that we can help families navigate this on the front end so that everyone knows what they're expected to do when they graduate. And the surprise of, well, mom and dad, I got an art history degree in, in architectural engineering of pyramids, and there's no jobs available. Now I got to work at the fast food place still. We don't have that conversation. We don't have that issue. Because on the front end, we decide, is there a job market? Is there an opportunity for your student to actually get a job and earn? And we know that after they graduate, it's not like you're going to kick them out of the nest and they're going to be on their own on $30,000 of income, spending $1,000 a month for rent and they got to buy food and they got to do all this other stuff. It's still a family concern. It doesn't mean that mom and dad are on the hook financially to support that child until the 30. It does mean that as a family, we can pull our resources together and tackle this college debt with force. And if mom and dad spend less and the student spends less and we're out of debt in five or 10 years instead of 20 years, isn't that a better picture for the whole family? So if we know on the front end what you need to do, we can eliminate the emotional and intimate decisions that are being made under the in the cloak of darkness that are bad, and we can shed light on those conversations and have meaningful discussions about how we tackle this college problem. College debt is needed. It needs to be absorbed and paid back in a reasonable amount of time. It's the person who just co-signs a blank check that wakes up with a real problem. 95 or 97 percent of the families that we come across cannot pay cash for college, which means college debt is a problem that most people face. When we look at other things you can do to reduce the amount of college debt, 
choosing a college that has a high gifting percentage or has the ability to give you money, participating in the micro scholarship programs like Raise.me or Sage, getting two or three colleges to throw offers at you, and choosing a college that you might not want to go to right out of the gate but financially makes a lot of sense. Is the difference in degrees between two or three colleges really that different that it warrants an extra thirty dollars to $50,000 in debt to get a degree from that college that you're emotional about? Most of the time, the answer is no. Well, if you don't have someone who's capable of carrying this unemotional conversation with your student, you need to find somebody. That's where your responsible team comes into play. We will sit down with you and your student and put together a family plan that everyone can buy into, that accomplishes the goal. Is the goal to go to the college that you follow on Saturday for football every year? Or is the goal to go to a college that you can graduate, come and be a, and be a productive member of society when you graduate with the least amount of debt so you can enjoy life? You can still love that team you follow on Saturday. You can still wear that green and white, blue and white, red and purple, whatever color that team is, while you're going to the college that's perfectly designed for you but you don't have to absorb that debt of going to that school if it's not the right fit for you. What are you doing in the summertime? What are you doing during high school? Are you taking the AP, the advanced placement classes? Are you doing the international baccalaureate or the IB? Are you doing the new program out there that's allowing you to transfer credits into college? Are you participating in a high school that has a relationship with a community college, a junior college, or a four-year university that allows you to attend college while you're in high school and get credits? Do you have one of those five-year programs that allows you to graduate high school in five years with an associate's degree? Those are all great questions. Those are ways that we can reduce the amount of college debt while we're preparing to go to college. Now, what if your student's already in college and you've got that first semester and that first year underway and you realize that, oh my goodness, we've got to do this again year two? I spent all $6,000 I had in savings. I've got a $6,000 parent loan. My kid's got a $5,500 student loan. We got a little bit of grant money. Now we owe another $21,000 for next year after all of the gifting and all of everything else. And my kid qualifies for $6,500 and I've got to come up with another $16,000? I can't afford to buy a car every year. That's absurd. And this is just my first child. I've got two more coming down the line. I want to retire at some point. I don't want to eat ramen noodles because my kids are going to college. Well, let's look at this reasonably. What's the timeline that we should put in our horizon mentally and emotionally to pay this off. If it took us 18 years to save $6,000 and our kids are in college and that's all we have because life happened, it's not because we're irresponsible. For most of us, it's not because we spend too much or we're gamblers or we've got some crazy addiction going on that's draining us. It's because we just came through a pandemic. It's because we burned our savings because the house went. We needed a new house. The roof went. The transmit. The kids turned 16. They needed to drive. We got two new cars because we had two cars that were eight years old. And the perfect storm hits. Right as your kids get ready to go to college, their activities cost more. Their phones cost more. They're in travel sports. They need to drive. Their auto insurance. All these things compound and limit our ability to save. We can't just go into HR every year and say, hey, my kids are a year older. I need more money. 
I mean, it'd be nice. Companies aren't holding back on what they can pay us because they want to hold money in reserve for our kids to go to college. They pay us what we're worth. So if it took us 18 years to get to this point, now our kids are in college, go to your responsible brand person and say, hey, what's a reasonable timeline that I should have to pay this debt off? And what's a reasonable amount of total family debt that my kids can absorb and we can absorb as parents to manage this problem together? How much can we afford to pay after they graduate to service the debt and monthly payments? How much can we pay while the kids are in college to help reduce the debt as effectively as possible without taking away from our ability to fund our Roth IRAs, our 401k, take advantage of the match, pay our mortgage? Should we get a 15-year mortgage while our kids are in college? Probably not. Should I listen to Dave, Rick, and Susie tell me to pay cash for college? No. You don't want to let your kids only be qualified to work at fast food places and menial jobs because you don't want to absorb debt to get them through college. They'll be 30 years old working on their associate's degree. Which means every year you lose, it costs your kids between seventy-five dollars and $100,000 of earnings. So if you finish in four years or four and a half years, you're on track. If you finish in seven years, you cost your kids $150,000 of earning potential. If you just let them live at home and pay the rent and make them pay more money out of their earnings to eliminate the debt for two years, you're better off. There's a family strategy that everyone can implement. Unfortunately, the only solution the world wants to give you is buy a 529 and pay cash for college. That does not work. The fact that there's under just under $2 trillion in combined student and parent loans, the fact that the government wants to buy something by giving everyone 10 grand, the fact that we talk about free college, which isn't a solution, means there's a problem and it's not being solved the way it's been taught. It's time we put a responsible solution in play that works for everybody that's customized, designed for you and your family that you can implement, be comfortable with, and support, and have safety nets built in so when life happens, your whole program isn't thrown out the door. We know that. This is a burden. We know that you're in the eighth inning of your earning career and the sixth inning of life while your kids are going to college and you want to retire 10 years after they graduate, but you got a six-figure parent loan problem and your kids are absorbing a little bit of debt too. So let's attack it with math. College debt, if we take the emotion out of it, and we take the pressure that we receive from Sally Mae, from Dave, Rick, Susie, the church, and everyone else who wants to impose their timeline and their values on our money. Let's take them off the table. Let's look at it holistically. And let's see how we can impact paying off the debt without the ripple effect of losing our retirement and our lifestyle and our quality of life and our savings and our emergency fund and our vacations and our health. The center of our universe is not college debt. It should be something orbiting our goals and our plans and our health and our sanity. And if we take a responsible approach to it, it can. We've helped many people navigate college with grace, have their kids graduate, have six figures of total family debt, 
and eliminate it in four to six years after the last kid graduates without burdening or impacting anyone's quality of life. We've also saved each of those families between thirty dollars and $60,000 in additional debt because they didn't have a plan on the front end. And by the time we got to the second and third child going to college, the reality of what it really means to get there, the colleges they chose, what they did in the summers, how they had more credits transferring in, how they, the youngest kid graduates in three and a half to four years, and the oldest kid graduates in four and a half to five years. Why is that? How much money did we save and how much more efficient did we get by going through the process? Well, if your family can do that going from three kids to one kid, from your first kid to your youngest kid, taking a year off the total time they're in college, what can we do if you implement the information and the experience that we have on that first kid? If you're open, willing, and honest about what you're capable of and willing to do. Do you trust the process or do you just want to listen to Dave who says pay cash for it, don't get any debt? That's a, a false premise. Don't start with that. You're not going to win that game. It's going to be miserable. You're going to argue with your students. The reason your third kid graduates in three and a half years instead of five years is because your oldest kid is telling them you don't want all this debt. You don't need to do this. You don't need to go that route. You can be more efficient. You can still enjoy life. They've got someone who's gone through it teaching them. And it's not just you being a dream stealer as a parent. I have the privilege of interviewing students on a regular basis. I get to do it again. One of the great things I get to talk about is what the student's responsible for, what it means for them to have $27,000 in loans, why they're going to have a job on campus, why mom and dad are not going to finance the miscellaneous expenses like pizza, football tickets, travel to and from the university, why the student's going to work 8 to 12 hours a week and pay cash for those things. Four grand a year over four years is $16,000 that the student can cash flow that mom and dad don't have to take in additional parent loans. Multiply that out by three kids. You're $48,000 just in that one move. But if you let your student go to college and think, mom and dad, I've got a big change happening. I'm going from high school to college. I don't know my roommate. I don't know how I can survive. I need to take that first semester and not have a job. No way, Jose. That's garbage. That's bunk. I'm going to sit down with your student and say, what's the goal of you wanting to go to college? To get a good grades and to get a job. So that you can have a career. Well, the studies show that students who have jobs on campus first semester of freshman year have higher GPAs than kids who don't. Therefore, if that's the studies and that's what they show, don't you think you should have a job first semester of freshman year? So this idea that you need to adjust doesn't count in my world. For all the responsible advisors that are out there, it doesn't count for them either because we've seen the studies. We know what it means. I know if I can eliminate $16,000 of debt per kid just by the student working 8 to 12 hours a week, mom and dad are that much happier and so is the student. So when we talk about a family plan and how to eliminate college debt, it starts with some truths. Are you capable and are you willing to have that tough conversation? Or like most parents, do you need someone else to come in and be the person your kids are going to listen to? Well, I'm not going to let my kids be defined by debt and have any debt and, and mom and dad are just going to pay for it. No, that's a prideful answer to a money problem. That's going to be impacted by the parents and have a ripple effect. We don't need to do that. It's not prideful to let your kids have some skin in the game. It's smart. It's responsible. Your kids, do, if, you're, if you're concerned, let's start with this. 
If you're concerned about your kids graduating college and not being able to pay back the loan on $27,000, they shouldn't go to college. I know I'm going to offend some people. I know I'm going to hurt some feelings, but that's the truth. If you're concerned that your student can't pay back $27,000 in college debt over 10 years because they're not going to make enough to do it, they're going to be defined by that, they're going to be burdened by that, your student doesn't belong at college yet. Let them go work in the workforce, earn, get some experience, figure out what they want to do, mature, become financially responsible, and get ready to make that decision. In fact, mom and dad, you should be encouraging them to do that anyways. And we can help you. But working while they're on campus, it really teaches many things, like time management. They're going to go to school for 16 hours a week. They're going to study, quote, I've got air quotes going, study for another 20 hours a week. And then what? That's 36 hours a week. They go to high school more than 36 hours a week right now. I see the kids outside of my house get on the bus at 6.30 and get home at 4.30. That's 10 hours a day. That's 50 hours a week at high school. And they still got two to three hours a day of homework to do. And they have activities. And they've got Saturday activities. Your kid's going to go 16 hours a week to class and, quote, study for 20 for 36 hours. And you're concerned that they're not going to be able to manage things because they have a job? No way. Don't buy into it. I'll speak truth to your kids. Call me. I'll have the conversation. Nicely. With tact. Most kids don't need to be browbeat. Most kids just want to know the truth. And if they believe that you believe they can do it, they will do it. But more importantly, that saves mom and dad $16,000 per kid in parent loans. Multiply that out by how many kids you have. Now, I don't want my kids to have student loans. I'm going to take all the loans. One, kids have more flexibility on their student loans than parents, so that's a bad decision. Two, kids get opportunities to have their loans forgiven faster than parents, even with companies wanting to give bonuses if you have a loan that they'll match a bonus and help you reduce the debt. The government's giving away money to help the kids. They've got student loan forgiveness, not parent loan forgiveness. If your kids graduate and you want to help them pay off the debt, they get a lower interest rate on their loans than you get on a parent loan. And if you're not sitting on enough money to pay cash for it, why is that even a conversation? And if you are sitting on, on enough money to pay cash for that, why wouldn't you let your kids have some skin in the game and reward them for success after they graduate and earn a job and let them start building their credit and making payments and becoming responsible adults? Match what they pay. Two to one if you want to give them money. So they make a $200 payment, you make a $400 payment. Now you're instilling a value that encourages a responsible pattern moving forward. You're teaching something. You think, do I think that wealthy people just give money away? No way. You've seen the wealthy people who've just given things away. Their kids are wrecks. They're train wrecks. Let's do it the responsible way. We want to manage this with balance. So college debt is a necessary evil. If your kids don't belong in college, don't let them experiment on one year to find out if it works. That's a twenty dollars to $30,000 experiment. 
If that's what you want to do, give them five grand and let them go travel somewhere and have an experience. It's limited. There's a timeline on it and you're not going to be burdened. They're not going to waste a year. Do it efficiently and responsibly. But don't just test and measure because you want your kids out of the house. I get it. Sometimes kids need to be out of the house. But college is not that next step if they're not ready for it. It's an expensive step. So let's think about this. It takes four years to five years to earn a four-year degree. If it took us 18 years to get here and we haven't saved enough to pay cash for college, how long should it take us to pay that debt off? Well, we're not going to not eat, not go out to uh, vacation, stop doing our health care, stop doing all the things we're doing financially, redirect every extra dollar of our lives from the minute our kids get into college until the minute the debt's paid off to service that debt. We will lose years of our lives and the compounding impact of those dollars working for us for our retirement. We'll trade our kids' college being a burden to us for our later years being a burden for our kids. That's not a good trade-off. No one wants that. So let's put a timeline on it. What if you maintain your funding in your 401k up to the match? What if you had a 30-year mortgage instead of a 15-year mortgage? And you had the ability to pay the 30-year mortgage off sooner if need be, but your mortgage is more efficient debt than college debt for most people. So let's look at that and let's decide what's the proper order that we want to pay things off. If it takes four to six years after the last kid graduates to pay off that debt, that means you've been making payments along the way on the parent loan portion. And then after the kids graduate, we're going to start redirecting dollars to aggressively pay that debt off. If your kids are absorbing some of your debt, you're going to pay for a period of time, let them eliminate their loans, and then come in to absorb the debt that you want to give them. As a family, we can coordinate this, plan this, and map it out so everyone knows what's expected. It's just math. Your responsible brand team can put together the solution for you so that you can follow it. You can follow it, change it, adjust it, keep it. Be more aggressive with it, but if you actually have a plan and you and you get something like a bonus or a tax refund or a child care credit or something, instead of taking all that money and immediately plowing it towards debt, you have choices. Maybe you need to fund your Roth. Maybe you need to take a vacation. Maybe you need to upgrade the house. Maybe you need a new car. Maybe it's more efficient to pay off the HELOC or the car instead of the student loans. But let's attack it with math. Remember, our goal is to and change the landscape of America by empowering the leader to make decisions based on facts, not fear? Well, if we look at everything based on math and you know what the consequence of, of, of having debt for six years after graduation and it's palatable and it doesn't take away from your retirement, it allows you to retire in at the right time for you at 65, 67, 68. It's not 74, 75, 76. If you've got a mortgage but you paid off your student loans, now you can take that extra money and plow it in the mortgage or... You can manage the mortgage during retirement so that you can retire sooner. I don't know, but you have options. It's about choices, flexibility, and options. So let's create the plan, but let's work on the front end to reduce the amount we have to pay back. When we do have a debt, we agreed to it. Let's be responsible and pay it back. And I'm in the same boat. I've had student loans, got student loans. My wife went back for her master's. We got the debt. We know. 
I don't believe the government's going to pay it off. And I'm not not paying it off so the government can pay it off. That's not the case. We need to be responsible with what we knew we took. And we need to pay it back. And if we work together as a family, if we let the math lead the strategy, if we take the emotion out of it, if we don't lose sleep at night, if we're working using the skills and talents that God gave us and the resources that God gave us efficiently, we're going to do well. We don't want to not tithe because we're paying off debt. Well, the church suffers. We don't want to not fund our 401k because we're paying off debt. Then our retirement suffers. We don't want to not buy birthday gifts, presents, and be able to pay, help pay for a wedding because our family suffers. So let's instill that balance. Let's manage college debt with grace, security, and comfort. Let's tackle these problems as a team. Let's take what fits your style and apply it. And let's take off the table what you don't like so you don't have to worry about it. But at least let's have an honest discussion about what your options are. So you can make educated decisions for what fits your family. So you can move forward with confidence. Your kids work hard. They deserve college. You love your kids. You deserve to help them pay for it. You get to. It's a joy. I might not enjoy how much it costs, but it's a joy in my heart to be able to help my kids. And you're probably the same way. So I hope this is valuable. I hope this information has been a, be a benefit to you and your family. The Responsible Brand wants to help grow the understanding of how money works in all areas of life. Remember, we're here to help educate for the next phase of life financially. And if this is valuable, please share this with others. Reach out to your responsible team, fine-tune your plan, and may God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. For new and relevant information just like this, follow us wherever you get your podcasts and interact with the responsible community on all social media platforms. We'll see you soon.